The start of this episode is brought to you by Nova Energy Drink. It has been created by Poxes and Emily Rose Windy, which you can find on Twitch as they stream pretty much every week. Uh, and if you guys want to know about Nova Energy Drink, it contains 5 calories per serving, 1.5 carbs per serving, it has no sugar, it's gluten free, it's vegan friendly, it's keto friendly, and it has an open label if you want to see what's in it. Remember that with having any drink or energy drink like this, you must be 18 years or older just to be on the safe side. Um, do not exceed the recommend recommended dose and check with your doctor if you are pregnant or in nursing currently as you always kind of want to do with any of these foreign products and also if you have any pre-existing medical conditions that you think that this would interfere with just double check with your doctor and if it's okay then have it they have three different flavors currently which is strawberry moon tub a celestial punch and a galactic grape they all have 40 serving tubs and if you guys want to go get it please go over to novaenergydrink.com that is n-o-v-a energydrink.com again it is n-o-v-a energydrink.com make sure you go there and purchase some nova energy drink today all welcome to on air with wakeful throne this is season four uh not season four episode four season two um and welcome on achievement slayer well thanks for having me that's all right um so today wow season four (laughs) man i really missed out on on what you've been doing yeah (laughs) tell me all about what you've been doing all the details (laughs) um but yeah no season two has been the beginning of guest interviews and strictly guest interviews um and you know we've gone into the second month of the year and we're still going and going hard we've got sponsorships and all this sort of thing so i'm pretty happy um but today i wanted to talk with achievement slayer not only because he has partnered up with wakeful entertainment thank you for that by the way um thank you for your opportunity to uh to be a part of something bigger than than uh than myself hey it's it's all right it's it's a new business and we're seeing how the first contract goes so hopefully it goes well then everyone will be getting paid (laughs) (laughs) um but i i also wanted to talk about achievement slayer's military background because i've heard that he has been a veteran uh for how how long now how long have you been a veteran for it's almost 15 years 15 years so basically the whole time i've known him i've always heard him talking about being a vet but like I had no idea what his background was or anything, so I was like, hey, why not come onto the show? I'm sure you've talked about it before, but I have no idea, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, yeah, I I have talked about my, uh, about my, 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 uh, I guess you could say my brief, my brief three-year life in the military, um, on my broadcasts on, um, on, uh, 
on veteran on veteran holidays. Well, U.S. veteran holidays. The U.S. Uh, and, veteran uh, holidays, yeah. Because I don't, I don't know. Do they have any? Do they we have don't. any veteran holidays? No. Oh, we we have one. We have one, which is Anzac Day, um, and that's from what the time that the New Zealand and Australian forces managed to get to Gallipoli mm. in like World War One. That's like the only. Uh, military day that we celebrate. Okay, so for those who don't know, yeah, and for those in the uh, and those for not those not in the U.S., we have two primary Veterans Day. We have Memorial Day for those who for those who didn't come back uh, from from combat, and we have Veterans Day for those who have served, still alive, or you know passed away in their old age but memorial day is um is for those is for those who uh who uh kia mm-hmm. and uh, so <clears throat> every every time anytime i stream on those days those are the days i talk about uh about my about generally my life in the military yeah no i can understand that which which one of those days impacts you more I'd say I'd, I'd say Veterans Day does because you know there um uh, there are there are a lot of businesses that offer free meals free uh free things for veterans mm-hmm. like I could go to I could on on Veterans Day I go to the I go to like Applebee's and I'll get like um a small sirloin steak with some with some mashed potatoes and and steamed broccoli and there are other veterans that you know all around all around the locale who will you know stop in get a drink get the free meal mm-hmm. and um you know they all we all talk about our time or people we had people we had known back in our units things share stories share stuff and um I remember one year there was this one there was this one woman who talked about her time while she was in um while she was in Desert Storm our uh, as you could say our first war with uh the US's first war with Iraq and this mm-hmm. woman talked about how she had been uh she had been sexually assaulted and she just couldn't stop crying and it was just it was so hard to hear and it's like you don't want to you, oh, you, you don't want to stop the story, but then you also you don't, don't want, also don't it want her to impact just, it. Yeah. You don't want to impact her and her mental well-being on just a normal day, you know? And I, did, and I didn't want to, at the same time, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, like dismissive or, like, or act as if it's not important. So, you know, it, it, it was a very... It was like, it was a very it was very uncomfortable as a whole. It was it's I just yeah. it was you, you it, it just it was just very it was just very oh you get that uncomfortable awkwardness from wa- wanting to sit there and listen to the story because you don't want to just throw it away. Yeah, because it is yeah. her story, but then you also don't want to continue hearing it. Because she is bawling her eyes out, and she is just having a miserable time. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, I can't. I can't really say. You know, I mean, <clears throat> it was just one of those complicated things where you know it's just you kind of just gotta let it play out, and um, and uh, it happens sometimes. It have it, it happens for for some veterans. Some people, some people have uh, bad things that happen to them uh, mm-hmm. in the military, and. Um, some people get over it. Some people work through it. Some people, uh, it uh, it still it still uh, holds power over them. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, and like that would be the scariest thing for me too. Is like if I was to ever join the military, I doubt that I would because I'd be a risk to my unit, whatever I would be placed in. <laughs> because because I have schizophrenia and I could just go mental at any moment. Oh, you'll fit right in. I no, mean, just, you know, you'll fit quite, quite possibly, but I mean, I I'm very introverted, so the the points where I do go schizophrenic, I'm like walking around trying to see things, but then I just can't see it. It's not it's not it won't control my body. You know, it's more of a, it'll control my vision, what I hear, and it fucks with me. Mm. That That's why it would be more dangerous for me to go in than someone that just goes crazy and yells out some racist shit, you know. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, let, let's just start off from the beginning. Who are you? Um, what do you do? Uh, all this sort of stuff. I uh, I kind of don't share my personal name online. My my real oh, name online. I, I'm not I'm not asking for your personal oh. name. I'm just asking for like general. Oh. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm misunderstanding the misunderstanding the questions. That's all right. But yeah, that's part. That's uh, rule, rule number one. When you tell when you tell a marine uh, something to do, they will they will do it. Mm-hmm. Like a genie granting wishes, they will do what you tell them. You will not like how they do it. <laughs> well, who are you in the general context then? <laughs> so, you know me as Achievement Slayer. Mm-hmm. My uh, the main name I uh, I use I use for all my uh, for most of my gaming stuff is Gray Fox. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those who don't know how to spell it, because I spell it very, very differently. Than That's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled G-R-E-Y-P-H-A-Q-S-E. And I did that because the English language is that weird. It's very yeah. clever. Nobody's, nobody else is going to think of it. I guarantee you, you know, nobody before me has thought of you know, spelling a name like that and actually I mean, keeping it. Now, now that it. you've put it out. <laughs> well, now that I put it out. Now. I'm, now. I'm the original. I'm the guy. Yeah, uh, you're the one that did it first. <laughs> um, right. So, but, uh, yeah. Uh, what, I, what I do is um, I... I I am I'm a disabled veteran. Mm-hmm. I I've dealt with I've had to deal with uh, depression, 
and some PTSD after I had gotten out of the military. Um, <clears throat> it was, it was, uh, it was pretty serious for, uh, for the first couple of years of getting out of the military after mm -hmm. the, uh, after my deployment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I could imagine. <laughs> so I had, uh, I, I worked really hard for like the first two years after getting out, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life after the military, because, uh, gunsmithing was kind of, uh, not in the cards anymore. And um, so I decided the next the next thing I, I really wanted to do was uh, broadcasting. Mm -hmm. I uh, I used my uh, I used my GI Bill, which uh, uh, U.S. veterans can uh, can pay into and then use for uh, college or trade education uh, after after their time in the military. Mm -hmm. So I so I learned I learned the ropes about. Uh, about broadcasting from broadcasting school, got the certification, and then, um, and then went on, and then went on for Twitch for about yeah. is it five years. Five it years, maybe six. I think, I think I've been around for just over six years myself, and I've known you since near the start, so it's definitely been at least six years. Time flies. Time flies. Uh, flies like mad. So, just so you guys know that are listening, I have known Achievement Sire since I first started my Twitch channel back when it was my real name. Um, and then I changed it to Wakeful Throne. And then this year I've changed it to Wakeful Entertainment because that is our business. Um, now I don't I don't go into achievement slayers broadcasts as much as I should in the past, but um, I'm glad that he's on the team now and I can watch over all that stuff with it, like not impacting my own streams and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's great to have you on the team. Um, but a bit, a bit, a bit about myself in broadcasting that you may not know is before Twitch, I streamed on YouTube for a couple years and I tried to do YouTube for a couple years. Um, that was back when I was like 16. <laughs> <laughs> um, YouTube is rough. YouTube's really rough. I mean, like, like if you if you can't get if you can't get a footing on that, it's it's damn near impossible to uh, to build up from yep. there. Um, but before that and during that, I guess all the way through high school, uh, I was the first year I went in. I was a host on the school radio station i thought that that was really cool and a really fun thing to do so i would spend my break times going into the radio station place and broadcasting to people and just having a fun time even though i was by myself or with a couple other hosts at the time you know it was still really fun um 
There was one thing that I did on the radio station, though, which was snort sherbet, just to, just out of spite of the principal and the teachers that were listening. Um, but then that was like in the first year, and then after that first year, they decided that they wanted me to be the manager of the radio station. So not only was I hosting the station, I was also managing everyone that was able to come in. I had to know how to set up the microphones to the condenser and then from the condenser to the computer and then from the computer back to the condenser to the broadcast and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's what I, that's what I learned to do in broadcasting school. Yeah. Um, and then near the end of high school, I had the chance to go and help with the, uh, province or state, whatever you want to call it, like the areas, uh, radio station. And they taught me how to edit together at the time. I've completely forgotten it now, but they taught me at that time how to edit ads for the, uh, radio station. So like, say if they wanted to do like some fun announcement, like, Hey, we got this show happening now, blah, blah, blah. Like, here's a fun way of editing it so you can get it done within, like, a 10-minute time frame, and then it can be used further and further down the track. Yep, yep, I've done that for uh, broadcasting school, too. And I've even made a few uh, few commercials for, uh, for, the radio, for, the, for the radio shows that I, that I did while I was in uh, broadcasting school. And we'll be talking a lot about broadcasting school if we're talking a lot about broadcasting. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know, you know of, they're like both of us make... have some very deep roots in broadcasting. <laughs> they're like, they're like, gotta be thirty seconds, no more, no yep. less. Yeah, uh, thirty seconds, ten seconds, fifteen seconds, five seconds. The two second ones are like the hardest ones when it's like the, the transition. Yeah, <laughs> the blinks. And it's yeah, like I know, I know. the rock, and then all of a sudden it's like you have to add all these effects, and you have to get it done like nicely, so then people can hear it and not be too overwhelmed with what they're hearing, and go Ugh, every time they hear it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, oh, that man, if I if I can find if I can find my uh, my old um, my old commercials my old radio commercials that I did for my shows, you would, you would have a blast. You probably have a blast. <laughs> yeah, probably. It was uh, me and another guy who called himself mayor Chironius, not to get mixed up with Peron the disease Peronius, whatever the hell that was. I don't remember what, what it was anymore. <laughs> but As a matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look this up right now and find out what Peronius is. See, with with me, I went in to learn. I didn't actually go into work. So my, most of my time and most of my things were just at the time there so then I could get a basic understanding of it. If I really wanted to, I could probably go into my door or whatever and uh, do it again. But uh, it's So been, according to Webster, the uh, Peronius is uh the three muscles of the lower leg uh where's the lower leg in their case is it top of the thigh no from uh from the ankle from the ankle okay yes. 
it says, but it says any three muscles. So there's there's more than there's more than just the these uh, like peroneus longus. Those are the three muscles that go that go up from up from the uh, from the leg to the calf. Oh Very yeah. Very interesting. But yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that that was a big Sorry, enough tangent. I, 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 I digressed. I digressed really, really hard. We uh, we really did, both of us. <laughs> but um, well, okay. So the uh, the two the two shows that I had done while I was in broadcasting school, I the, mine was the Gray Fox Power Hour. And uh, the other one was uh, Loserville. Yeah, I've never so, heard of them before. So no, no, no. There was this was this was these were broadcasts that were only from the uh, from the school's broadcast from the school's broadcasting system. So you could only hear them on uh, internet radio. Oh yeah, and yeah. so um, and so it it, it kind of it, it was it wasn't exactly like the whole world was listening or. Even people from uh, from the local from the local highway were listening in, mm-hmm. but um, this is basically this is basically just practice to kind of like get comfortable with, you know, doing your own show, and uh... yeah, <laughs> just just having that practice behind you helps a long way. Because if you go onto a show and you start to host it and you have no idea what you're doing then it's just going to be the worst. <laughs> it's it's going to be one of the worst shows you've ever heard. It sure I, is. It sure yeah. is. Um, but yeah, with, with broadcasting, though, I think that unless you're broadcasting to television, it isn't that hard, in my opinion. A lot of people may not understand electronics as well as we do. So... <laughs> well, you see, the thing is, is that the TV, TV, and operating switches have been around for have been around since like the '40s and the '50s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the older generation doesn't really doesn't really have much of an excuse. The no. only excuse is they the only excuse they could possibly have is I'm not familiar with this with this new equipment. I'm not familiar with the with the uh, Casio 482Z, I'm familiar with the Casio 482A. Yeah. What's the difference? Oh yeah, we don't have those knobs over there. Any other difference? No. Well, no. What the- <laughs> Love it. I mean, that's just- so true, though. Yeah, we just don't have those knobs. There's no other difference. Well, yeah. then you should be fine you should be fine like there's no real difference it's just a couple knobs or a couple levers or a couple switches you know and nowadays it's just going going from switches to electronic switches which really is a lot easier to use as well yeah it's gotten easier I don't know. I don't yeah. know how people. I don't know what people's excuses could be nowadays. I mean, you know, so, yeah. like, like if you were to, like, if any, like somebody, if somebody wanted to pick up and do their own, their own Twitch or YouTube broadcast, re- literally nothing is stopped. Literally, there is nothing to stop you. you yeah. You, you only, if you're if, if what you only have a PlayStation Four, you could broadcast to your to your Twitch or your YouTube with your PlayStation Four and your PlayStation Four. Only. You don't need anything else but your PlayStation Four. 
uh, and you can break it. crazy nowadays like how easy it is to do a broadcast and people don't realize that even the show that we're doing right now is a broadcast it's pre-recorded but it's a broadcast you're able to stream it you're able to listen to it you know it's on the internet you can watch it at any time that's how I view things as well as like anything's a broadcast when you really look at it. It's just whether it's pre-recorded or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one thing I'd love to learn about broadcasting is uh, behind the scenes on TV set, like a, <laughs> behind a TV studio, I should say, because um, say Sky. I don't know if you guys have Sky. I presume you do. I'm but not familiar. it's basically the the service provider that uh you can watch all your favorite shows on like comedy oh, okay okay and all that okay. sort of stuff okay so just so just like just like any studio any studio yeah um and i would love to learn their behind the scenes of how they switch between tv show to ads from ads to their own ads and how they make their own ads to broadcasting on a different uh channel and then doing all of that simultaneously you know that's yeah. that stuff that i'd like to learn well uh the old uh well i hate to i hate to i hate to feel like i hate to feel like boomer activated here but the way they used to do it uh especially in like the 70s the 80s and maybe up until the 90s is they would have like vhs tapes of advertisements advertising recordings and then they would just they would have the uh they would have the vhs tapes or the beta tapes or the uh or the dvds it would imp they put it in, stop it, and then when it was time for a commercial break, switch off, switch on to the uh, switch on to that to that VCR, switch to the commercial, and the ad will play. Yeah. So the, the the way they do the way I mean the way they used to do uh, <clears throat> the way they, the way they used to do ads for radios in the um, in the eighties and nineties is they would have they would have eight track tapes with the ads, mm -hmm. and they would just plug it in and then just play the ad pop a song in play the song um yeah i, I mean it's it was uh that and just be aware guys that it's gotten a lot easier nowadays with the online sort of aspect to it it's like you could get just sent one of these ads within a matter of 10 seconds online rather than having to wait for shipping from the company to get the ad and then play it over and over and over again. Yeah, they can e they can email. They can email. Yeah. This is the this is the commercial we want you to play. Yep. Okay. And then they say, "Uh, you know, we looked at it and we don't like that commercial anymore. Here's a new one." Yeah. I mean, it's it's so easy and so fast to do things nowadays that you know, I still don't know in the broadcasting world anyway whether um, we've reached our limit or if we can still go further. Yeah, no, you know that, and you see, that's that's the thing is 
I, I feel like there is a way we can go. F- there's, there's all. I feel like there's always a way we can go further. It's just that we haven't thought of it yet. It has to be something yeah. that is inconceivable because that's the only. That's the only way to go further. I mean, you know, could people could people really imagine a life where we, you know, where we go beyond VHS tapes? You know, maybe yeah. maybe back twenty years ago, people couldn't people couldn't fathom. But uh, you know, I think imagine I, I feel a like... world where the internet is obsolete. <laughs> I, I, I I laugh, I laugh, but but it's but... like it could happen in the future too. It's like it, exactly there there could be there could be something faster, something better. Who knows? Something but... that could fucking take us through wormholes if we wanted to and go and explore other things just by reaching our hand through like a portal gun off Rick and Morty. I don't know. But oh, I thought you were gonna say the portal gun I thought you were gonna say the portal gun for portal. I mean either one. It's the same thing. I would I would love the portal gun for portal. I, I would just love the portal gun from Rick and Morty putting your coordinates and see where you go. Imagine imagine putting in random coordinates and then you just stranded in the middle of space with nothing to put your teleport uh, your portal on. Whoa, that reminds me. I remember seeing a uh, a phone a phone skin where um you see the uh, the portal from Rick and Morty. Rick Rick is sticking half his body out and is like, "Looks like we're inside another phone, Morty." And Morty's <laughs> like, "Oh, jeez, Rick." Oh, jeez, Rick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I I love funny shit like that. Uh, Com- comedy has always been one of my uh, one of my respites from uh, from the insanity that I that I used to deal with when I was in the military. <laughs> oh, God yeah, damn, we should, could, we should could, probably talk have, about that. Eh? If you couldn't have if you couldn't have a sense of humor in the military, you're you're pretty much fucked. Yep. Especially especially if you're one of the uh, especially if you're one of the lo- if you're on the bottom of the totem pole. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Um, I got one of my friends that is in the military branch still for the Marines. He's still over in Japan. He's still got another year and two months left out there. Oof. But I... Yeah. Oh, sorry, not the Marines, the Navy. I had another friend that was in the Marines and he ended up smashing his pinky finger in between his car door yeah (laughs) damaging damaging government property that's gonna cost you thirty thousand dollars yeah but no uh my friend that's over in japan at the moment he's in the navy i apologize um still and and he is a higher higher rank than like just any navy person he's been petty able to, is he yeah. petty officer or i i'm not too sure i just know that he's stuck in an office most of the time he's not actually going out and risking his life for anything well i mean we uh you know even even in the marines we still have we still have admins yeah, but, uh, but in the Marines, everybody, everybody's, everybody's basic. Everybody's always trained to be a basic rifleman. So mm-hmm. even if, even if the infantry, you know, is has been has been depleted, 
you know, everybody everybody else is going to be able to pick up a rifle, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's, like that's that's how that's how the Marines do. That's how the Marines yeah. do around here. I, I'm just going to search up our uh, messages real quick and see if I can't find his rank. I know I know that he isn't just a first in because he's been in the Navy for freaking years. He's been in there longer than uh, you said you're in the Marines. Yeah. I think he's I think he's in his double digits. It's like his his life. Yeah, no. It doesn't say. But I know that he's been there for a while and he's worked up in the rank somewhere. <laughs> I I'm it might be really bad for me to say that, but like, I just don't know. <laughs> don't worry, I don't really, know, I don't really know Navy ranks either. I only know, I only know Army ranks because they're about the, because they're about the same as Marine ranks. Oh, I'm gonna hate if he hears this. He's gonna turn around and be like, "You fucking jackass! Why? Why? <laughs> why don't you know? Told you that many times." So you were in the Marines. Yes. Uh, what was your rank by the end of your time serving with the Marines? I, I was an E3, a Lance Corporal. Um, uh, what does I, a Lance Corporal do? Uh, well, I guess you could say that's, that's kind of the top of the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically, I guess you could say, the first. They're, they're the first in line before, before, before actually becoming... A, uh, a non-commissioned officer and being in charge of um, other other individuals, but uh, oh, the rank yeah. isn't so the rank isn't so much as uh, as important as uh, I guess you could say the MOS, the Military Occupational Specialty. Which I for had me, no idea about that. Which for me was um, small. Uh, the, uh, for the Marines, it was um, twenty-one eleven small arms repair. And um, I think I, I remember the code for the Navy because I because when I was out in deployment, I had to uh, I had to work with some uh, with some army armorers and they were called 45 Bravos. So. <clears throat> so your rank isn't so much uh, an indicator of your job as your MOS is. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, like how. How heavily impacted is it from rank to MOS? Like, which, which would you talk about more and which would be more relevant in the military? Well, they both, they both have, they both have a significance. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for somebody, for somebody who was say a, uh, a sergeant in the army, that would be, that would be significantly more, experience and more responsibility than say somebody who was uh, a private an e1 in uh, uh, doing doing the uh, doing the same thing except he except you know all the all the menial tasks are probably going to be dumped on that poor sucker yeah so an mos is it just for the bottom ranks like the foot soldiers and no, stuff no, 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 no. or is the... that gone all the way through the military occupational specialty pretty much goes all the way through because, uh, say for example, my my MOS 
the first two numbers, the 21, the 2100 is all ordinance. If you're dealing with um, managing and maintaining the guns, uh, gunsmiths, uh, ordinance handlers, people who pass out the bullets and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you're when you're in when you're in the 2100 field, you are specifically dealing with the ordinance. Now you can change your MOS, you could change it, but um, so it isn't that, something that you just get forced into it's like you get to choose what you would prefer to do as an mos is that what you're saying for the most part you, most people most people can choose what they what they can do for uh for an mos now unless it's <clears throat> now unless it's uh now unless it's one of those heavily crowded crowded fields that uh that everybody wants to get into because they think it's so easy to it's 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 the easy military life. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not happening. It's not happening. But is there um, one? Is there one to be a cook? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would you, well, I would I mean, prefer to choose to be the cook because uh, I I enjoy cooking even if it is in large batches like that. Life sucks as a motherfucker and four thirty. Alright, sorry guys for the little bit of technical difficulties that you may have heard there. We're going to swap over to a uh, sponsored part of the episode and hopefully when we get back it'll sound a lot better. Hello guys, this episode is brought to you by Wakeful Entertainment. It is my own business and we focus on film and TV shows based on animation and... And not only that, we also bring to you Twitch streams from either myself or many other hosts. And we also have a YouTube channel that also features myself and also other hosts. So if you guys want to go check it out and, you know, have some more entertainment after this, then feel free to do so. But until then, enjoy this episode. Zero four. I mean, Zero four, but at least, but at least the uh, the kitchen is divided into um, from like morning until noon, and then the other, and then the other team is from from like ten hundred to uh, to eighteen hundred. No, so they're not. So so it's, so it's not like you've got the entire kitchen, the entire kitchen crew working, you know, eighteen hour days every day. But um, that that would just be this unreasonable. <laughs> Goddamn, does it suck? Yeah. And uh, and depending on and depending on some units, because I remember there was a um, there was a um, I can't I can't remember the can't remember specific. They their, their unit mostly mostly dealt with like the helicopter transports, and so like so their maintenance crews would work all the way up until like two, three, four in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so the mess hall would always have like they'd have like pre they'd have they'd have somebody they'd have some people working on making bagged lunches of sandwiches and stuff sub sandwiches with like deli meats. Yep. So you know you go in you you know you show your you show your military ID pick up a bag or two and then and then get and then get right back to work. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> so they do uh, 
they do they do try they do try their best to uh to take care of to take care of you if you're uh if you're stuck out in the suck. Yeah. Um so with all of that said, what what made you join the military in the first place? To defy my parents' wishes. <laughs> We don't want you joining the military. I'm joining the, joining military. the military. We don't want you to join. The I'm joining the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody else would be like, "I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I wanted to defy my parents." I mean, to be fair, that would be a lot of people's reasons. <laughs> They're just not not uh, wanting to admit it. <laughs> I would do the same thing. I'd say, oh, I wanted to join because of this, this, this. But it's just because someone told me that I couldn't. What? I couldn't? I'll show you. Yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind of the American way is is uh you know, don't don't tell us what we can't do. We'll show you. Yeah, yeah. Um so going into the deep stuff. How would you like to start your story in the military? Man, I don't know. Uh, would you like to start it from your first day? From boot camp? Boot camp sucks. <laughs> boot camp sucks. That's all. That's all there is to it. Like, it's tough. Uh, you get. It's tough. You get through it. You get strong. I, you get, you get, if, if you're a fat body, you are going, you are definitely going to be losing a lot of inches. If you are, if you are a fucking pencil, you are definitely going to bulk up. I weighed about, I weighed about 110 when I first joined, when I first joined the Marines. That's some By the time I was done, by the time I was done with boot camp, I weighed 173. And that that is in pounds, correct? Yes, yes. Yep, yep. I don't I don't know I don't know what that is in uh, in Kilo. We only speak freedom units here. <laughs> how we many toasters metric, to the yeah. how many toasters to the alligator? How many uh how many toilets fit in the hole, you know? <laughs> all that all that sort of thing. How many to- how many how many toilets to the pounds of sand? See, I know that my current weight is around two, two eighty something, but I am also very tall. I am a big boy. I'm not saying that I'm not, but I am also uh, around six two. Yeah, you're pretty tall. You can. Yeah, you you. Uh, there there is there is a difference between uh, between being a uh, being a tall twig and a short twig. Yeah, I was a short twig. I was a short twig. I was like the fourth. Sh- I was like the fourth, fourth away from being the shortest guy in, in like my unit. So you needed the muscle so you can be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> no. Um. Did you did you tour at all? I did one tour in uh, in Iraq. Uh, during during OEF two Operation Enduring Freedom. Uh, I have no idea what any of that means. Would you? 
<laughs> would you be able to explain it a bit for my misunderstanding? To be honest, fuck if I know what, what we were doing over there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's you know, it was it was way above my pay grade. What do you want me to do? I'll get it fucking done. That's that was that, that was that was my concern. I'm not I'm not worried about I'm not worried about convoys. I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about that. Except I'm not going. Except I'm not going on convoys. Uh, uh, deployment deployment kind of sucked because um, the thing is is that uh, everybody in the in the unit knew I was uh, knew I was half Palestinian. So uh, there's a little bit. So there was a little bit of a anti-Arab sentiment kind of going around from from just about everybody, their mother and the dog. Mm-hmm. Well, not their mother, but. You basically get the idea. Everybody, everybody there was a little bit less, uh, a little bit less than uh, than good buddies with me for uh, for for that uh, for that part of the for that part of the tour. Yeah, for that part of the deployment. I mean, I I can understand it at the same time though. Like they it were was, the enemy. Like, it was it was to be expected. Yeah, it, it it was to be expected, but uh, eventually it really it, it really started it really started eating away at me. Yeah, um, like much much uh, to the point where much to the point where somebody had called me an ethnic slur and thought he was thought he was so cool and so slick and so awesome because he because he said it. Say, I'm a very compassionate guy. I don't actually think that I'd be able to go through the military and be happy with it. And that's just me. <laughs> um, and and there's still a lot of backlash on Arabs even nowadays. Um, I, was, I was in a boarding house uh, when I was living down south, uh, down Dunedin, New Zealand. Um, and there was a guy that would always talk to me and then all of a sudden one day he would talk just mad shit about Arabs and then I'm just like, bro, are you fucking crazy? Like, why would you say anything like that? And then he's like, well, I don't like them. And then I'm like, cool, I don't like you now. Fuck off. (laughs) You see, the thing is, is that beyond the military, I never really got, I never really got much of that, that anti-Arab hostility. Even though people, even though people who knew my name knew knows that uh knows that it's uh that it's a that it's an Arab, it's a it's an Arab descent. Mm-hmm. But um, but there's still yeah. that stigma in the air, and I I just don't see why people need to have that stigma. Shit happens in the past. Get over it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, like yes, there was. <laughs> terrorists that did unfortunately uh 9-11 tried to hit the pentagon i always hear i, would, uh, I, I hear stuff on 9-11 yeah yeah um, i mean you know but that you know that's like that's like fucking 20 years ago man. I, I, exactly really, and then, and then even some, and then some of the people, you know, some of the, some of these edgy, edgy sixteen-year-olds who try to try to talk shit. They're like, bro, you weren't, you weren't even born when the shit fucking happened. What the fuck are you talking about? I was six Act- months old. 
I was just a small little child then. I was 15 back then? I didn't even know it happened when it first happened. I didn't hear about it until, until days later, until I actually started paying attention to the news, and I was like, oh, shit. I, I didn't learn about it until I was in uh, middle school. <laughs> and then I'm just like, wow, I, was, I, I, I had no idea. No one told me. But um, was it deployment for for me? I you know I tried to uh, I tried to minimize my contact with especially the guys in my unit who were uh, who were a little less than friendly to me. Mm-hmm. So luckily for me, I could work in the armory. I work far away from everybody else. Just bring me your guns when they're broken. Fuck off. <laughs> Drop them off. Fuck off. Yeah, and uh, and I'll get crack lacking mm-hmm. on um, on uh, what was needed. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that, that's perfectly fine too, in my eyes, anyway. Beyond beyond that, I it was it was mostly calm and peaceful for me, but there was one day when I was uh, when I was walking for Chow, and uh, I was with I was with two other guys in my unit. And um, out of nowhere, I think this is so where I where I was stationed in from the deployment. I think it was a Ramadi. Mm. Um, this base, this base is literally just like 10 miles wide. You know, we've got U.S. troops here, French troops here, British troops here, Ugandan troops here. Uh Iraqi troops have their own section, and so uh, yeah, most most of the countries all got all have like their own sections. Anyways, yep. um, but while we were walking, we we heard um, this gigantic explosion, and the shockwave from the explosion literally like shook up shook up dust from all from all around the you know all around the base. Not like not like it was a massive dust storm, but like. Yeah, no, I get you. It picked up all the dust on the shockwaves, uh, just the force of it going past. And uh, what happened was they had a uh, they had a garbage truck filled to the brim with C four, and they just drove it up, and then just just let it go. And like that 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 shit still that's just still kind of haunts me in my dreams to this very day. That's like, crazy, man. And was and I, it I, was it hundreds of feet away? Was it? Uh, I, this was this was from all this was all the way from the other side, other side of uh, other side of the base. So you know, how, we were, we were, my, we were I think I I'd said ten. I'd said like ten mile ten miles wide. Oh yeah, and that that was a like pretty big explosion then. Holy. It's it's it was kind of it was kind of like imagine imagine like a really a really crowded small town. Mm-hmm. It's some it, it it was something like that. Yeah. Except every except everything feels very makeshift. Yep. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. <laughs> but man, that that would have been a major explosion. It was it was. And then we were like, should we load up? We look. I'm. We're looking at. We're looking at each other and like. Should we load and you know, like, <clears throat> yeah. like you never know, you know, could have been, could have been an explosion, could have been, uh, 
could have been a uh, could have been just a distract distraction for for something else. But um, yeah. But luckily, it was just that explosion. And it was all the way. It was all the way over there, and it wasn't me. Yeah. No, that that would have been pretty crazy to actually deal with. I mean, I, I hate to I hate to sound so so ambivalent, but you know, thank God it didn't happen. Thank God that explosion didn't happen to me. I mean, for That's, sure. Unfortunately, it happened to somebody else. And I, I don't know, I don't know what happened over there, but I, I, mean, I you know, every day, every day, I think, every day, I, I thank God, nothing, nothing serious like that happened to me or my general direction. Yeah. But no, that that just sounds like some scary stuff, man. Like um, a, an explosion <laughs> that you can feel the shockwave of that far away. Like that, that could have just completely obliterated people that were near it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like that—that's one thing I don't think a lot of people understand. Is like, oh, it's a little explosion, but you got to worry about the shrapnel. You got to worry about how hot it's burning on that little second that it blows up. You know, how much force, how much energy is coming off of that explosion. It's like, pe- yep. people don't realize how devastating one explosion can be, especially. Uh, you're you're lucky too that there was like no chemicals around there as well, otherwise you would have had a chemical explosion too. Like yeah. any, any explosive chemicals or any flammable chemicals, or even yeah. radioactive materials yeah, packed exactly. in with the, uh, you know, you never you never know. You never know. And so, and so you know, da- you know there da- danger lurks and everything you don't know. And boy, is there a lot you don't. <laughs> there is a lot. Hey, we're just gonna send you out here. Uh, here's some. Here's some guns. Here's some ammo. Here's some water. Here's some food. Have fun. So while while you were out there, did you ever go off base? No, I was. I was. I was. I was yeah. way too way too uh, afraid. Yeah. As a whole, like you know, when you when you have somebody calling you ethnic slurs. And when you have a sergeant calling you ethnic slurs, and nobody else, nobody else is standing up to that, you, I, I, I question, I question the rest of the unit mm-hmm. and and uh, and my safe and I, and my safety as a whole. Yeah. So I, I really, I really did everything in my power to uh, to refrain from from leaving base. Yeah. In any capacity. Yeah, no, I I can completely understand that too. So, while while you were out there, how long were you for on that tour? I'm trying to think. I might have to pull out my uh, my discharge papers. Yeah. I I wasn't I wasn't there for very long. Um, uh, a couple of friends, while they were out on convoy, got hit by an IED and uh, got into a firefight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was basically I was basically monitoring the phones in the command room at the time, and uh, they had they had called in that they that they had gotten hit by an IED. Yeah. And um, improvised. And then I then I learned late, 
later that day that uh, that uh, I think four people got killed that day, and uh, two of them were were people I had who I had considered friends from the unit, mm-hmm. you know, who had actually who had actually been a little bit more friendlier to me than uh, than most others. Yeah, in the in the unit that that would have stung quite a bit to hear that they they went. It was it was very it was very devastating because it you know it it made me it made me feel like there was really like no what's the word I'm looking for there there was there was no like I guess you could say like cosmic justice you know the good people good people good people die young kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing they go they go way too soon yeah and uh, that 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 brought me to. Uh, that brought me into like some some miserable state of nihilism for for quite some time, and uh, I, I'd had I'd had a lot of uh, <clears throat> a lot of suicide attempts mm-hmm. because uh, because of because of losing because of the dealing with the uh, losing losing of uh, I guess you could say friends. I didn't I didn't really know them for for, for very long. It was only a few. It was only uh, seven months. You know, a few months of training before going to, on deployment. And then I was out on deployment for only a few months before I kill, before I tried killing myself, and they sent me back mm-hmm. and, uh, and discharged and uh, gave me a discharge. Yeah, it was an honorable discharge, though, because uh, if it, if it was anything, there would have been an there there would have been an investigation, and uh, there probably would have been. A massive, massive mess all over the place with, uh, you know, having to having to find out that you know there are some people saying some very unsavory things and having to deal with, uh, you know, having to deal with the racism stuff. Mm. You know, there would there would have been there would have been much more mess. So the unit just kind of kind of just shut their mouths and just just let me just let me go with an honorable discharge. And like, to be fair, sometimes it is more of a hassle to uh, deal with everyone else that caused that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, if they did cause you to do that, then they deserve to be called out for it. You know. Well, that's uh, that's that's a little bit. That's I, I guess you could say it's a little bit too late for that. But yeah, I mean, I. It is late, but then they will more than likely get a punishment for it. They I got won't, out. They physically. won't just get like a slap on a wrist. I got out physically in one piece, and that's really that's really. I'd rather I'd rather come I'd rather come in physically one piece than uh, than emotionally in one piece. I mean, yeah. being out there was already rough enough as it was, and I didn't I didn't even. I didn't even deal with any, I didn't even deal with any combat myself. Mm -hmm. So. But I, I, I I thankfully take whatever the hell I can get, get the hell out. Yeah. But I never have to deal with that ever again. The, the biggest thing with being out there, I would suppose, even with just being in the base is like dealing with people coming back from being injured or being killed and just having to see them like go past. 
I never had the chance. I never had the chance to see their uh, to see their body. We only had no, the. Uh, but just knowing, had, knowing that they're going past. We had the uh, the way we have the funeral is you know you have the um, the rifle in the dirt with their boots, the helmet on the uh, on the butt on the back of the on the butt of the rifle with the dog tags on mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of funeral. So yeah. <clears throat> uh every uh every memorial day i put their uh i put their names and faces up on my broadcast because mm-hmm. uh if it weren't for if it weren't for people like them you know because they they were they were very big into um into video games into uh old style flash animations this mm-hmm. was way back before when uh when uh, Flash Animations and Newgrounds was still a, uh, a pretty big and popular thing. Newgrounds and, is supposedly still a big and popular thing. I, I I really don't hear as much from from New. I mean, I'm still I'm still a part. I've I've had my I've had my uh, my Newgrounds account since like 2002. Yeah, it's been 2002. around for ages. It's been around. I remember it since like since like 97. Mm. Way back when they had when when they had things like when they had flash animation classics like what really happened to Tupac <laughs> and uh, and barnyard shenanigans and retarded animal babies. Yo, I <laughs> like I remember I remember the I remember the originals, the classics, the the original Pico, uh, and uh, Castle Crashers and Alien Hominid. I haven't Boomer heard Act- of any of them. <laughs> I've never heard of any of them. Was it Castle Crashers even had a uh, even had a uh, a downloadable game for the Xbox 360 and the PS3? Damn. I think it was PS3. Well, I never had a PS3 or an Xbox 360 either. So <laughs> I know I'm disappointing. <laughs> Oof. No, I I had during my time gaming. I've had supposedly a Sega Master System and a Sega Master System Two. I don't remember having them at all. I what's what's the Sega Master System Two? Uh, it was fucking the Sega Mega Drive. Sega. Da, 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 da. I am trying to. I know they have okay so let me let me let me put it like I, I know that Sega had different names for their stuff in the US and Japan and uh and uh the US Japan Europe so like so like in Europe the Sega Genesis was called the Sega Mega Drive and uh I don't I don't remember what they called it yeah, it, it was the Master System too. It was just a cheaper model of the Master System. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. It was just a newer, cheaper model. Interesting. I don't know why I had both, but I did. Supposedly, it's still up in the attic of my grandparents' place, but they won't let me go up and check, so... <laughs> <laughs> why not you're a big boy i'm a big boy 
You're a big boy. You could go up there, up up there in the in the attic and explore. Uh, no, my clumsy ass. I'd like step and step like somewhere just random and then fall through the roof. Oh, <laughs> because I am quite clumsy. Uh, <laughs> but no, well, it's it's like I I still don't understand why they won't let me go up and just check. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I had a PS1, I had a PS2, I have a PS4, I also have a PS4 Pro, um, and one of my favourite consoles that I used to play that wasn't mine, but it was my stepdad's, was the Nintendo 64. Ah, the Nintendo 64. One of my favourites. <laughs> I used to always play uh, Mario 64 and South Park on it. Uh, was that uh, Chef's Love Shack or was that the uh, that was the, like the cart, the, cart racing game? Uh, it was like a turkey turkey game. Like you would fight off turkeys in the start. Uh, not South South. Why am I searching South South? I want to search up South Park 64. Uh, uh, um, come on, Nintendo sixty-four. It might have been Love Shack. I don't. But I, I have no idea. It looks like it was just called South Park. But no, it... it was a long time of gaming for me, but the first time I remember gaming was uh, when it was my sixth birthday and my parents got me a PS2 and I got the kids next door. Because I loved watching the kids next door on uh, Cartoon Network, and that that is like my very first game. So I, whenever I get my hands on it, I will play the heck out of it because <laughs> I learned like almost every single little thing that you could in the game because I just played it that much. It was amazing, man. It was amazing. I really, really did enjoy it. I miss it. I miss it. So on on the Nintendo okay. 64, there's South Park Rally, South Park Chef's Love Shack, and then South Park. Interesting. Interesting. I, I only I, I only knew about South Park Rally for the uh, Nintendo 64. I didn't know there was. Um... I didn't know. I didn't know if there was. I didn't even know Chef's Love Shack was on uh, on the Nintendo sixty four because I remember it on the Dreamcast. Yeah, it shows a picture of it being on the Dreamcast. Was it while I was Sega um, Dreamcast? While I was in the military, um, my uh, my girlfriend was was working at this one arcade, and uh, and one of the one of the guys who came in who came in frequently. 
he uh, he asked my girlfriend if uh, if she wanted to have if she wanted a Dreamcast, and she goes, "Yeah, how much?" And he just gives it to her because his girlfriend wanted him to get rid of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had a Dreamcast. Awesome. <laughs> I had a Dreamcast, and um, so like the first the first couple of games I bought was like Power Stone because my brother my brother loved playing that game on the demos. You know, like how when they had when they used to have like a console out that you could just play that all the demo games for. Mm-hmm. My brother loved uh, loved uh, the uh, the Power Stone, and uh, there was one character that reminded him of Goku. The name the name of the character was Wang Tang, and so you know mm-hmm. looked looked like uh, the character kind of looked like. Um, he looked like Tenchi from Tenchi Muyo. He looked like Tenchi, and then when he uh, when he gets the power stones to evolve himself up, he looked like he looked like Super Saiyan Goku, and it was it was my brother's absolute favorite thing, especially since he could shoot the little Hadouk his little Hadouken balls. <laughs> <clears throat> That's I, any any projectile where you're just launching from from the hand, I call them Hadoukens. If you can spam them, they're Hadoukens. Yep. All right, I just sent you a picture of what I was looking at at his South Park, South Park Rally and South Park Chef's Love Shack on Nintendo 64. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I know about uh, South Park Rally. Yeah. Uh, I I can't remember which one you're getting chased by chickens in. Or, uh, you're you're fighting turkeys. It's probably the regular one because South Park Chef Love Shack, I remember, was a um, was kind of like a bit of a party game with a little bit of trivia. No, yeah. No, in the in the South Park game, I remember you could chuck snowballs, you could chuck yellow snowballs, you could even hear him like unzipping his pants and pissing on the snowball and then chucking it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's South Park for you. Yep. It was amazing. But was uh, it when I was in the mil- when I was in the military when I was out in the deployment, we uh we had a couple of PlayStation 2s and some Xbox 360s. Maybe it was a PlayStation 3. I think it was a PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. But um what was it? We we had we had a few games here and there, but one of the biggest ones back at the time was uh Guitar Hero. Yeah. Because you had it because you had that because you had that uh that little wired guitar that everybody enjoyed playing. And there was all these, all these songs that everybody loves listening to. Yeah. Like free bird. <laughs> like shit. Don't make me. <laughs> hey man, do free bird, do free bird on expert, do the encore Wait. version, man. Fuck you. Uh, you, you want to know what one of my favorite games wanted, on the PS1 was? That, they, they wanted the ver. They wanted me to play the version with the six minute fucking fucking solo that that was like uh, <laughs> fuck all this i hate you guys you you want to know the one game on ps1 that i can still not get out of my mind which game point blank you had a oh, gun blank. controller i've got yeah. point blank i have all i have uh i have all three point blank games point blank was such a I fucking used to have fantastic them all too. yeah I think I, I still have them. I don't have them. The only games that I still have for my PS1 is Final Fantasy VII 
and some command command and conquers and yeah red alert uh i've also got a little mech fighting game on it as well can't remember the name of that one was it when i when i was in the military the first thing i did when uh I had bought myself one of those PS1s, the small, the small, tiny PlayStation. And I had bought this little miniature screen that you can attach to it. That way I didn't have to buy a TV yeah. that I'd have to lug around with me when I, when I go from, if I, if I had to go from, you know, to a new unit or anything. And um, let's see, I had, uh, first game I bought was uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night because, because reasons. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is basically like it was basically like one of the one of the best um well I guess uh guess Wakeful disconnected Whoop. Bam welcome back thanks uh that's definitely going to stay in the podcast um <laughs> I have no idea if you continued on. All I was going to say was that Castlevania was the shit. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, uh, well, I mean, like, the original ones, the ones for the Nintendo, uh, not so much. Like, the first no. one, yes. The second one and third one, I was very, very, very confused on how to, uh, on how to play and where to go. It wasn't until, like, Super Castlevania for the Genesis and the Super Nintendo when it started getting a little bit more, as you can say, easier to figure out and easier to play without being too easy. Mm -hmm. If you catch my drift, my... But, uh, Symphony, but Symphony, Symphony of the Night was, um, was pretty, was pretty much like, I guess you could say the start of the start of what Castlevania games were going to be from then on out. Mm -hmm. my and then Koji Igarashi goes off and goes and wants to do his own thing. Yeah. He goes, I'm doing, I'm doing a Kickstarter wink. It's definitely, <laughs> it's, it's definitely not Castlevania. Castlevania doesn't even have a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. As they put, as they put their finger underneath their nose. <laughs> uh, my favorite game, which is, I think the oldest game that I remember playing was the legend of Zelda breath of the, well, not breath of the wild, Fucking Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I, I love Breath of the Wild too, but that's the newest one. Ocarina of Time. I, I really enjoyed that game. I played it all the way through with my stepdad the very first time. It was awesome. When I was little, the, the first games I played were uh, Nintendo games. Yep. So there was like, you know, the tennis, the pinball, um, the Super Mario Brothers. I those I, are, those are, those... I thought that the Wii was like the Wii and the Wii U were like the weirdest things that they came out with. I like I like the Wii. I, I was always I was always I was always imagining games where you know like where like tilting the controller actually had some sort of a effect on the game. Because you yeah. did you ever used to play did you ever used to play uh, racing games 
and you'd always you know you're making like, your turns you're always tur- you're turning you're turning the controller what the hell was that's not doing anything but we did it anyway exactly so you know what i was i i, I appreciated the we did something like that gave mm-hmm. us gave us that idea that you know you know now now tilting the controller has an effect and we were like wow this still pretty much sucks i will admit though that me and my family we hacked into the Wii, so then we didn't have to pay for all the games. <laughs> <laughs> we we basically hooked up a little device on the side of our Wii, connected it through to the motherboard, and then that allowed us to pirate games. Not that I did it; my mother and my father did it. I just sat Wait. there and enjoyed playing the games because Wait. I was. <laughs> bro i was like eight years old at the time i have no idea what i'm doing on a computer wink <laughs> nudge nudge man when i was four i i used to look i i had learned i'd learned how to run basic commands on dos i had no idea about computers until i went to middle school because i never really used them <laughs> When I was in grade school, we had Apple IIe. Fucking old cunt. <laughs> yeah, one of the, uh, I think it was a 1982 computer. Damn, that's that's crazy to think though. Holy, these are these are back these are back when uh when floppy disks were five and a quarter five and a quarter inch. Hmm. Uh, I I remember seeing a couple of those computers and that—that's just weird. It's weird. It's weird to look back on the history of electronics, you know. It's nineteen eighty-four. I'm, I'm, I'm I was wrong. It was really oh wait, it was released in nineteen eighty-three. Mm-hmm. The Apple IIe, but the uh, the uh, the floppy drives and the uh, and the keyboard. We're all one, and then you just connected it to the uh, to the monitor. Damn. You know, again, electronics history is so weird. It it's a weird thing, but it's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. You like, know, where 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 we where we came, you know, forty years ago. Mm. From the Apple IIe to to what laptops are today. Oh hell yeah! It's been a big change, but it it's like if it wasn't for those original things, we wouldn't have the things that we have today. No way. Exactly, exactly. I I, I wish people didn't dismiss you know older technology for um for for what we have today because and I, and I say the same thing. I say the same thing about video games. You know, we wouldn't have. You know our Call of Duties, our Halos. If it wasn't for Doom and Quake and and uh, and 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 other other first person shooters, Point Blank that got <laughs> Point Blank is not a first person shooter. No, but but I but I get what you mean. Yeah. If it was if it was if it wasn't for that amazingly fast paced objective shooters, you know, shoot the target, shoot uh, shoot the uh, shoot the target without shooting the bombs. What? Yeah. You shot 15. I shot 15 bombs that round. 
<laughs> would you like to continue? Yes, I would. Yep. Oh, it was just a great time in history because there are a lot of games that flopped. Don't get me wrong. But that helped game developers learn what people like and how to adjust the market towards them within that generation, you know? So yeah, like yeah, you know, there was there was a lot of there's a lot of games. If you if you go on to like abandonware websites, for anybody who doesn't know, abandonware's abandonware games are basically games in which um, the the copyright holder either no longer holds the copyrights to the game, and they're free to be distributed, or um, like the copyrights are no longer enforced. Mm. So there is, there is a website dedicated to all old games that were developed by either small independent uh, studios or a single individual. And the copyrights no longer hold, but, uh, but the games are still, the games are available online for free. There are Damn. Really? all these different. Yeah. You, you will not believe uh, like there was this one game my brother and I loved on the computer very, very much was called Joe Snow. And basically it was this tiny little snowflake thing that, that, uh, navigates itself around a, uh, as you can say, a, uh, a pre-designed level stage and you try to collect, um, try to collect gold to get your health up and you gotta kind you gotta kind of avoid all the, uh, all the little fire sparks yeah. that are placed, that are placed throughout the stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, you gotta you gotta reach a particular area that's the very peak of the uh, of the uh, of the map. Yeah. So you'll have to navigate around here to avoid the try to avoid all the uh, all the little fireballs. Mm-hmm. And then and reach reach the area where the highest where the highest area to uh, to beat that particular stage and move on to the next one. It was a. Uh, it, w- it was very simple. It was very quaint. It wasn't anything expensive or flashy. Hell, it wasn't. It didn't even buy the game. It came. It came in one of those like 300, 300 game demo discs. Mm-hmm. That that kind of those kind of games really defined, really defined my gaming life, all the way all the way up into and through the military. Yeah. So there is one thing with video games that when we were talking about or when you brought up those uh old games that you could play for free because the copyright expired yes that reminded me of how we had loading screens that weren't allowed to have auxiliary games on the loading screen because there was this one company (coughs) one studio which patented the uh that whole thing so then only they could have another game in their loading screen while you're waiting for the loading screen to go through and was that namco oh i have no idea i it it was like when gaming first came out in like the 80s oh no it wasn't because um while in, in the in the first tekken for the PlayStation in the first Tekken, before the game loads, you could actually play the bonus stage 
of Galaga. Damn. And um, if once you complete it, it doesn't matter whether you whether you know whether you got a perk or not. Um, unless you hit unless you hit the select button, uh, it takes you it takes you right into uh, it takes you right into Tekken. But um, if you if you hit the select button, as it tells you how many you hit and how many or how, yeah how many you hit out of the total, mm-hmm. um, you could you could you could do it again. Every time you hit select, but if you succeeded in getting a perfect, it would take you to the next bonus stage. Huh. I've never got, I've never, I've never gotten past the second bonus stage with a perfect in my life. Yeah, and that includes having double, uh, double ships. Damn. In the uh, in the Tekken, in the Tekken CD, you only do it with one ship. Yeah. So oh, you got to you got to be really you got to be really precise with all your shots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that whole auxiliary games patent expired on November twenty seventh, twenty fifteen. So, <clears throat> I would expect now that a lot of games, including say GTA, when they create the newest game, uh, will be able to have like an auxiliary game that they can put on in between. But now that computers and things are running so fast, there aren't even loading screens anymore. So, you Take know. Take that, company. <laughs> Take that, nerds. Copyrighted something that's out of style. Because we don't have loading screens anymore, fool. Pretty, pretty much. And that's the weird but cool thing about things is like, we came from a day and age where it would take like, 10 years to load up a internet browser and nowadays you can just click on another tab have things load up straight away you don't have to wait 10 years for a nude to send through you know uh <laughs> it, it, it is that last thing you said it doesn't take 10 years for a nude to get sent through you were supposed to say something else you were supposed to say so. You know how you know how somebody lists off, somebody lists off a whole bunch of things, and then they say and then say everything, and they're like, "What was that last thing?" And then they say the thing before the last thing. Yeah, it's called uh, some bananas, my boy. Um, bananas and nuts. But no, it, it's like. It's it's really weird to go from there to being where we are now. And then you get to really understand that now that things are going so fast, you can see what's happening all around the world and have all this knowledge. But our generations aren't the ones that are going to learn from all of this as fast as what, say my little brother's generation will because they have grown up with this fast internet being able to learn things basically instantly. You don't, you don't have to learn it out of a book anymore. You can just search it up online and have the answer there. But then there's also the other extreme of that, of like you have people that have this information at their fingertips they could become a lot 
lot dumber in, in their everyday life too and just be like yeah. oh I'll just search search it up i i can't think for myself i just got to search it up idiot the movie idiocracy comes to mind with a little with a little update <laughs> yeah have you seen the movie idiocracy i i have not but oh, I, i'm adding it to my it is list it is a hilarious movie I definitely recommend giving it at least one watch. <laughs> From 2006, an R-rated 13 movie. So you kids out there, you can't watch this. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have a look at watching that movie. But... Um, yeah, is there is there anything else you wanted to say for the podcast, or do you are you pretty happy to leave it there? No, I'm pretty happy to leave it there. I had fun. Talk about video games. Talk a little bit about military stuff. Yeah. Um, I was I wasn't gonna focus on the military because I know how daunting it can be for people. So well, I do my, I do my best. I try to. <laughs> like I said, you know, for some people, it you know, there 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 are some dark paths that that hold that hold control over them, and I try not to be one of those uh, one of those people who uh, who who allowed the uh, the past to get the better of me. So yeah, you know, I, I share I share what I share what I can. Maybe 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 not not everybody is going to be able to you know share share their uh, their military experiences, and some people are gonna. Tell you everything like it, like it's their, like it's their personal memoir. Yeah. So, uh, I I do thank you for coming on. It was like a very abrupt. Hey, you want to do this? <laughs> like it, it really was though, wasn't it? It was like yeah, last last night I messaged you, and then you're like, oh, we could do it at this time, and then I'm like, oh yeah, let's go, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> well, let, I mean. How is that any different than what I did? Hey, hey, we got some shit we need to do. <laughs> All right. Fucking chop, chop. Yep. Get it on, get it done. Um, But if you guys want to see Achievement Slayer and meet him and all that sort of stuff, he has his Twitch over at uh, twitch.tv forward slash achievement slayer he also hosts almost every day on the wake for entertainment uh twitch channel at the same time which is twitch.tv forward slash wakeful uh wakeful under dash entertainment um and is there anywhere else that people can find you or is that pretty much it in your nightmares all right sweet <laughs> <laughs> You can find me in your nightmares. He's he's gonna Freddy Krueger your shit up, guys. All right, thanks for listening. Hopefully, you all had a blast as well. Thank you again, Achievement Slayer, and uh, enjoy your night. Peace.